Hello? Lindsay. Yes. It's Mark. How's it going? You're good. How are you? Today on the show, I talk with dynamic doubles duo Riley Newman and his sister Lindsay Newman about how they like to play mixed doubles and why they're such a tough team to compete against. We're going to be back in a moment with more. I'm your host, Mark Renison, here at Pickleball Problems. Back in a sec. This episode of Pickleball Problems is brought to you by Jigsaw Health. Cramping is a real pickleball problem, but Jigsaw Health can help. Check out the review I posted at thirdshotsports.com in the hydration and recovery section. And if you want to save $10 on a Jigsaw Health product, just use our promo code PB3SS10. That's PB3SS10 at JigsawHealth.com. Jigsaw Health. It's fun to feel good. I'm, I'm great. Uh, I know you guys are busy. Um, I'm currently sitting in a little brew pub in... Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. I want to know where you guys are right now. We actually just got to the Tempe Sports Complex in, in Arizona, and we're about to take on Randy Zabinden and Matt Staub, who I guess won a little bit of practice before the California Open uh, this weekend, I think. Gotcha. And you guys playing for big money or some beers or some ice cream or what? I think we'll put in like a little some dollar game for every, every game we play. There we go. Put in a little dollar, put it to the pot, and see how it goes. I think you should go dollar a point. I agree. Let's make this more interesting. Yeah, yeah. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well, then so I'll be brief with you guys. Um, so as you know, uh, one of the things that comes up a lot, like you guys – I think you know this, you're getting a lot of attention in the pickleball world right now, like not just how well you play, um, but like how you play sort of as a doubles team. And um, Lindsay, we started talking because there was so much feedback and so much response to a video that I posted showing like not even a full point, right? Just a portion of a point between uh, you and a couple of opponents at national. So um, I wanted to talk to you and Riley uh, briefly about um, I want to talk to you about mixed doubles in particular, but for a moment, mm-hmm. because as well as playing mixed doubles, you guys also play just regular doubles, right? Double. Same-sex doubles. And so mm-hmm. I'd like to talk with um, you for a minute. Maybe, Riley, you can answer this first question. Is like, when you're just playing doubles in general, like, what is the sort of general, like, philosophy? What is the idea, like, what is the approach that you take when you're just, even just, you're playing men's doubles only? Well, um, Tyson and I have kind of had this agreement this year where, you know, he's actually going to take so much of a role that Lindsay plays. Is like, you know, he's going to try and set me up. He's going to try and do a lot of, like, the dirty work. He'll hit a lot of, like, third shot drives, and he'll try and kind of put me in position where I can be successful in finishing off points. Um, and he wants me to kind of be, like, the alpha. He wants me to be the aggressive one. Um, and so it's similar to Nick in that I'm trying to finish points, and I'm just trying to be aggressive at all times. So I really like the way that you point that. And I hope our listeners sort of think that too, is like you didn't define it as like one person's like doing most of the work and the other one's just hanging back. It's like you really defined it as like there are two very specific roles, right? One who finishes the points and one who, as you said, like does the dirty work. Lindsay, can you talk more about when you're talking again about like, let's say you're playing women's doubles, that idea of, 
of having two very distinctive roles on a team? Yeah, I mean, for me, like, you know, Riley is really lucky because in both in both doubles events, he has a solid partner for each one. Whereas for me in women's doubles, you know, I tend to kind of jump around a little bit. I'm kind of a, a little hoe in that sense. So, um, you know, so, you know, for me, it's like, like I, I think I said one of the comments was like, you know, what I want to do most when I step out onto the court is win. So, you know, if that means, you know, doing the whole defensive, uh, you know, grind it out thing, you know, I'm fine doing that. If I need to be the more aggressive one, I also, you know, enjoy doing that role as well. So, you know, for me, I think especially just because I partner so much, it all depends on, you know, who's playing next to me. And then, you know, I think in doubles, even more than mixed doubles is, you know, figuring out who you're playing against and then working off you and your partner's strengths and weaknesses to beat the other team. And I really think, like, the way you both have described it, which is neat. And for those who don't know, like, I'd be shocked. But, like, if there's a few people who are just coming to you for the first time, Riley and Lindsay Newman, your brother and sister, you have, like, a bronze medal at the 2019 U.S. Open and gold at SoCal and gold at Columbia Basin and silver at Nationals and gold at Sun City and silver in Hawaii and bronze when I last saw you in Mesa. Right? Like, you guys are not just, like, regular players. You're players who do well and compete well. And I think one of the things that stands out with you two as a team is every time that you talk about it, at least from my perspective, you're always talking about like the team, right? And doing what the team yeah. needs, whether it's doing the dirty work or whether it's getting the glory because you put the ball away. Riley, can you say something a little bit about um, kind of like the difference between that mentality of sort of playing as a team versus, you know, like two people who kind of like individually want to do well as players. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, obviously when we step on the court, uh, we're, we're a double team at the end of the day. So I don't want Lindsay to take all the glory. I don't want me to take all the glory. Um, I want us to have an equal partnership. And if I hit a bad shot, I want Lindsay to kind of give me that look and be like, hey, we got the next one. Um, everything we do together is going to be positive. It's going to be team-oriented and just um, having fun together and just, um, you know, taking every point as it comes and just being like-minded um, and just, uh, yeah, just having fun. Yeah. I got to say, like, one thing, you know, I was doing the broadcast um, at PPA in Mesa, and one of the, there was a match, I don't remember who you guys were playing, but there was one time, and anyone watching in the stands or at home alone, or, like, watching at home would be like, oh my God, these guys are, like, killing themselves to the wall. They're working so hard to get everything back. <laughs> and I think you two were struggling. And at one point, Lindsay, you said to Riley, you're like, hey, you're not trying hard enough. Right, you're not trying oh, hard enough to get that. to those balls. And to me, the way that the way that you kind of responded, it actually like I've got a younger sister as well, right? And so it was totally yeah. a brother sister moment that you could sort of say that, or someone who like if they're not biologically brother sister, they're close enough, uh -huh. you know, that yeah. you could say that to someone and still like go on fighting forward and not like take it personally, but like, hey, the team needs you to do more. Yeah. yeah, I don't think Lindsay. I don't think Lindsay could say that comment to 99% of the players on the professional pickleball tour right now. But she has that mindset where she can say whatever she wants to say at any times, and 
I'll take it in stride. You know, I might not want to hear it at all times, but um, I know it's the honest feedback, and that's what we're going to do to, to move forward. You know, and honestly, can- too, I think, and I think that's kind of why we've been, you know, I guess kind of successful and, and you know, are moving on up and everything like that is because because we're brother and sister, we're able to communicate so brutally honest with each other whether it's on the court or in the hot tub later in the hotel. I mean, we can literally say the meanest thing that we're thinking, and the other person is still bound to, you know, love you eternally. So, I mean, it's a lot of times that holds, I think a lot of times that holds other doubles teams back because you have one person that's frustrated and they're mad and they're angry and, you know, they can't really tell their partner that because they don't know how they're going to react or they think they're going to go down the toilet or, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. But I think for Riley and I, you know, sometimes it's just like, you know, play better or, you know, you're doing awful, like make that shot or, you know, that sort of thing. And then, you know, we say it and we're done and then we move on and, and we keep battling. So, yeah. I think that, like, would you agree, like, would you agree that that is a competitive advantage that you two have that most teams just don't? Oh, 100%. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. yeah. I mean, for us, I think the number one thing Riley and I have in common is that we have this this shared like just determination to literally be on the court for eight hours to win a single match. And you know, we love to win and we hate to lose. And you know, if we have to work ten times harder than other teams to win because, you know, our play might be unconventional or a little bit different, then you know, that's what we're gonna do and we have no problem with that. Yeah. So speaking of unconventional play, so the video clip that I posted, and I'll include it in the show notes here, um, had to do with like one particular point. And Riley, you were kind of like the workhorse in the situation, like covering a lot of court, coming way over to the left side. And then Lindsay, you were setting up like, as you often do, you know, with one foot outside of the court, like setting up where the only possible way they're hitting it to you is if it's going to be a forehand Ernie. And Mm -hmm. there was a little bit of debate. And maybe Riley, you can say something about this because people are like, well, why don't they just hit a cross court back to Riley? And like, why would anyone ever hit down the line in that situation? Can you talk a little bit about like, without giving away too much, right? Lindsay, I promised you earlier, I wouldn't give away yeah, too many like questions about like, how do you beat the Newmans, right? But exactly. maybe maybe not like, how's the best way to counter that? I have my own theories, but, um, but can you tell me about like the mentality of that whole move of like Riley scampering sort of back and forth covering the whole court, Lindsay, you setting up on that forehand side, like what is the message that you're trying to send to the opponents? I mean, in a mixed doubles match, I know that the majority of the balls are going to go to the girl or to go to Lindsay. So if there's any time where I can kind of insert myself and kind of be aggressive and um, strike some fear into my opponents, then that's what I want to do. And, um, you know, I'm 6'3". I have a pretty long reach. So I'm almost like tempting and I'm daring them to hit that shot to my forehand because then if they do, I'm able to kind of reach and I'm able to be aggressive and then I'm kind of baiting them into what I want them to do. If it's an overhead, if it's a dink, um, it's back to my term of hitting a forehand. So um, it's all that kind of part of that cat and mouse game, just kind of playing them and uh, doing things they don't normally want to do on a football court. Right. And so in in that case, Lindsay, you're putting your opponents in a position where there's like really no safe choice, right? Like it's two bad exactly. options they have in front of them. They go back cross court, yeah. back towards Riley, who they've been trying to avoid, or they go to you, who are like sitting there waiting to like pounce on that forehand. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, like, 
like I kind of said in the thread too, I mean, I think there's too many people nowadays that are getting caught up in, you know, players should be 50-50, you know, why is the guy poaching on the girl's side, you know, let the girl hit the ball, but it's not, it's not about that at all. It's about, you know, it's about for us winning and to, you know, trying to bait our opponents into hitting the shot we want them to hit. So for Riley and I, because you know, we've played so many matches and because we break down every single time we're out on the court, we know what shots we need to hit and then where we need to be to counter. So, you know, if that means have, you know, one or two feet out of bounds and that means Riley covering 80% of the court, that's what we're going to do. If it means me taking four hands in the middle and, you know, Riley covering the Dink cross court, that's what we're going to do. It has nothing to do with, you know, 50-50 or whatever we want our opponents to look on the other side of the net and think oh my gosh i have five percent of the court to work with and if i hit down the line Lindsay's going to kill it in my face and if i go cross court it has to be the perfect dink otherwise riley's there on the forehand to attack right so this is the difference between rec pickleball and competitive pickleball right in rec pickleball it's exactly. all about like how many touches do i get and like i want to feel like i'm you know getting an equal amount and in in pro pickleball it's like just win, baby. Exactly. Yeah, I'm like, what other people don't realize, too, is, you know, it's, it's, you sometimes have to play a little bit unconventional, and you have to put feelings and egos and all that aside and think, you know, do you want to win or do you want to touch 50% of the balls? And for Riley and I and most top-level teams, it's, they want to win. So yeah. for us, it's a no-brainer to play how we play, and if people don't like it, that's, that is a-okay. Yeah. Okay. My last question for you and Riley, um, I want to sort of direct this towards you at first. Uh, if anyone has watched you two play mixed doubles together, one of the things that they'll notice is on the timeouts, you two spend the entire timeout basically as far away as possible from one another. Riley, what are you, th what are you thinking about during that timeout? What is happening on that long distance break? <laughs> You know, I see, like, I'll look I'll look over to the crowd sometimes during those timeouts, and, like, I'll see them pointing, like, wait a second, their partner, he's sitting over there in that corner, and then my sister's in the other corner. Like, I see the fans talk about it, um, and it kind of cracks me up because it's so unconventional for mixed doubles teams. But, you know, going back to our tennis days and pickleball days, uh, Lindsay and I, we kind of know what we need to improve on. Um, and, honestly, we just kind of love that space where we're not – talking to each other the whole time. Um, so, actually at National, it was the very first time that we had like a coach, and Morgan Evans sat us down and would be like, you know, Riley, Lindsay, pay attention, like, I'm right here. Um, so normally, <laughs> we just kind of like our separate ways and just kind of, you know, have that alone time, and then we'll kind of, once we're walking back to another court, then we're kind of given that look, and it's a couple word phrase, like, okay, here we go, let's go, we got this. And it's yeah. really all we need. Yeah. And Lindsay, would you say again this ties into kind of like the relationship that sort of a brother and sister have that very often other kinds of doubles teams wouldn't? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you know, Riley and I grew up in such a big family and we've been, you know, competing against and with each other, you know, since we were, you know, two, three, four, five years old. So, you know, for us, it's just that bond of, you know, I know when I'm doing really well and I know when I'm doing bad and Riley knows the same thing. So, for us, you know, we think so much alike and our game plans are so in sync with each other that, you know, 
for us to be successful, we don't believe we need to sit at a timeout and, you know, talk. You know, for us, we can go to our separate corners. We can do our own pep talks to, to ourselves and, you know, move on from there. And like Riley said, as soon as we get out onto the court, you know, we'll give each other the look. We might say one or two small little things, and then it's, it's go time, and we just yep. go from there. Amazing. Uh, well, speaking of going from there, I know you guys have to go say hi to Matt and Bubba for me. And, I um, will. and one question before we go, because, uh, you know, you two, one of the things I love about watching you play and listening to you talk is how thoughtful you are about what you do and how well you articulate um, the reasons behind it. If other people are out there who want to be able to learn from you, um, is there some way that they can get in touch or can they find you on the court? Are you doing clinics? How can people who want to learn to play the way the Newmans play, uh, how can they do that? <laughs> yeah, so we, um, we have, you know, Facebook pages. Um, we have our own Newman Nation Pickleball Facebook page that people can contact us through. Um, we also have business cards if they want to come up to us at a tournament or during rec place in time. Uh, we can hand those out as well. And, uh, you know, we're, we like to think we're pretty nice and approachable. So, uh, you know, we hope people aren't shy and they'll come up and uh, we can tell them where, where we'll be and uh, go from there. That's amazing. And we'll be sure to link to all of that in uh, the notes for this podcast. Cool. So, okay. Um, thanks a lot so much. Uh, did you know here in Vancouver, um, they're about to start brukulele and brukulele is Ooh. you drink you drink beer and learn how to play the ukulele at the same time uh, and that's you know starting what? you're making me very jealous right now yeah well you're gonna play some pickleball i'm gonna go uh, learn how to play some ukulele and uh well, i'll well, say i'll <laughs> some recordings to that on uh the podcast yeah totally i i promise i'll uh, i'll include some of that thanks a lot so much for the yeah. time riley all right and thank you thank you mark okay talk to you guys later uh, all right bye How long have you been sort of playing the ukulele? Uh, a month. A month. Yeah. I mean, they're fun. It's a great concept because you get a free beer. A free beer for playing the ukulele? This and that size. That's free. Beer. Oh. And then, um, yeah, that's your beer. Yeah. You get a free beer and then you get the lesson. Oh. So I thought, boy, is that ever fun. What a deal. I know. And you can bring your dog. All right, that's it for this episode of Pickleball Problems. Thanks a lot for listening. And thanks to my special guests, Riley Newman and Lindsay Newman. If you have things that you'd like to hear about on Pickleball Problems, send me a voice memo to mark at thirdshotsports.com. Until next time, see you soon. beginning we gave you unlimited power and asked just one thing in return just one thing just keep it in what were we thinking mistakes were made lives were lost but this time just relax we've got you covered selkirk power control no compromise